superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Uh-oh, Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I am GTG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Mike White finds him. I am uh, all in on Mike White and seeing what he can do the rest of the way. We've seen proof of life. Life, life. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Still to come. Host of the Right Time Podcast, Bomani Jones. Bill's linebacker, Vaughn Miller. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Bomani Jones will be bringing his pearls of wisdom to this here program on the Roku channel and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey, and more in about 20 minutes' time. We just hung up the phone with Kurt Warner, who's calling the Ravens and Browns. In Cleveland, Ohio, with me on NFL Network at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. After that game, we're getting on a plane. We're coming back. We're doing game day morning. That's what we're doing. Really? Oh, you didn't know that? I did not. Oh, yeah. I'll be on the air Sunday morning here in Los Angeles. Doing the game. Yes. 1 o'clock Eastern in Cleveland. 4.30 Eastern. Oh, it's a late window. In Cleveland. Wait, wait, late window. Yes. Cleveland. Yes. Saturday. Correct. Game lasts three-ish hours. Yes. So you get out of Cleveland, essentially you leave the stadium by 8 p.m. local time. Hop a plane. If Late you're lucky. flight. Yes. Private back jet. Back to Los Angeles. Yes. We used to do this. We Wake up this. at 4 a.m. Yes. Local Los Angeles time yes. on Sunday. Yes. Drive down the 405 yes. to NFL. Get off at 105 to go down to Inglewood uh, Prairie. Different, a different way. Different All right. Way. I'm just saying a basic way. By the way, that you almost went Californians on me yeah. right there. Go to NFL Network. Yes. You park in the spot that Brandon Staley hooked up for you. That's correct. Yeah. Walk in. Yes. Get made up. Correct. 6 a.m. Red light comes on. Hey, boom. Way, way downtown. Bang. We've done this. You've what? done this on Saturday nights. You've done, we, we, Are you getting like extra I hazard pay? with you guys Mike, a couple times. No on one those. cares. Extra time yes, hazard do. pay? Yeah, uh, Rich has done this. No. No. It's just part and parcel. Wow. You know he what it is? It. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's just me. Bring in the effort. Wow. That's it. You can't teach it. Well done. You can't teach heart. You can't teach and heart. Here I thought I was impressed by your halftime Thank uh, you. smooth oh, delivery yes. off there on the on radio. On Westwood One, you're like, and, oh. by, and you're like, wow, I heard you on Westwood One Radio, <laughs> as if we're not on it right now. I understand. And, and, I, and, and you're like, hey, yeah, no, you know, I, mean, I heard you, I heard you, you know, yeah. talking to a microphone smoothly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Rich, you did this in the early <laughs> days of the NFL Network. You prepared for this already. Mike. Back on the old days, I did not do Four game hours. day morning. I didn't do game, do game day morning until like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. I did the Saturday morning, the Saturday night games, and then came home and went to sleep. Oh, so the guys came back. Wait, like the guys Marshall didn't do it. Mike, Mike, that, that show didn't start existing until like year four of, of Thursday Night Football. It's all need, good. We need to get you, you some like alpha no, 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 no. I am 100% Mike, sure. Mike, Mike Tufo we, for Ginkgo Paloba. 
100% flew <laughs> back from a Saturday night game and did game day morning. Marshall, myself, Maybe. Irvin. I don't know. 100%. That wasn't me. I don't know, Mike. Might have been. It could have been. I could have done it once. I haven't done it in a while. Here's just my a, right here, eye is already twitching over. Here's a tell. It. It's if just if Mike twitching. says hundred percent, it's probably about sixty-four or sixty-five. I have a picture. I will put a picture up now. Right. I'm going to tweet it. You guys. I hope. Photo. I hope you're right. I'd love for you to be accurate because Photo. it shows just my fortitude and how long I've been doing it. Yeah. Well, honestly, Rich. Though I mean, I give you props, but when you're in the private jet, you're flying cross oh, countries. Wow. You will be. You know, wow. you're going to be able to get it. good rest. The red, the red bro, is flowing. Bro, you know, Brock. When he's going to get some good. I'm flying through Chicago today. So knock on wood if you're with me. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm flying through Chicago today, land in Cleveland tonight. Uh, tomorrow, um, I'll be well, – here's, here's what – if you want my full schedule. I, I do. do. I'm interested uh, to see. I'm on Dan Patrick's show tomorrow. D, okay. D, uh, okay. Fritzy reached out to me like two days ago. Wow. Which means okay. Dan has a specific question for me. I, I wonder what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm on Dan's show around 1020 Eastern. Right. And then I don't know when I'm calling in tomorrow. Call in here, here uh, tomorrow I already have, wait a minute, I, I have Susie's best mom ever sign already here. To Thanks the for right. booking Dan before you booked us. Well, I mean, it's whenever you need me. Just saying. Man. It's whenever you need me. Know. You need waiting. me, I'm, I'm calling. You guys We're doing what's more likely listening. tomorrow. Oh, you should okay. just call in for that. Right. I'm doing that. And also, you know, Sean McVay's on tomorrow's program. I think Good. I'm going to record that um, before I get on the plane because I'm a lead pipe wielding professional. And uh, at any rate, uh, and then I, I don't know what I'm going to, I might, I might work, you know, here's what I'll do. I'll do what I did in Munich, which is I'll go look at the hotel gym and then not use it <laughs> just so I could feel better about myself. Are you going to do a stadium <laughs> walkthrough? You know, like walk no, on the no, fit no, no, no. ground. We're, we're, we're meeting with the Ravens in person. I don't know who we're meeting with yet. Um, yeah, hopefully J.K. Dobbin. Uh, it nice. would be great. Uh, I have it written down here. J.K. Allday is back in Ohio. Yeah, that's the that's the him. touchdown call. I'm. He asked me. I asked him. You know, mm-hmm. very who like who can ha- who who does play by play in the NFL who has a show like this one and takes requests prior to the game of somebody who's most likely to score Tony in the game. Romo, no Nance, no Buck. I'm just no, saying, and you could go down the list. Right. Go down the list. You know what? I don't need to toot my own horn. Toot toot. Rich, you do I'll just have, I'll just ask people to call in and 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 tell me how great I am. Rich, Isn't that what's done in this business? Walk of the field. 844-204 Rich number now. Call in, tell me how great I am. Actually wait till I do an interview with somebody and tell me how great the interview is and how great I am. Rich, you killed it. Hilarious. I don't know why Epic. you're doing that imitation. So <laughs> 844-204 Rich number to dial here in the program. And so what I am going to do there, we got a dinner Friday night, Saturday's the game. And um, I'm so fired up for it. Nice. I got my Let's boards. Go. I have my information. I'll be I'll I'll be studying. Who are the like quarterbacks crazy. again? Who are the quarterbacks? Deshaun uh, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Correct. Okay. And it looks like it's Tyler Huntley. Oh, good. So Huntley begins with an H and has Watson. a Y at the end. And not like there's any problem with the last time right. I didn't call a game okay, with good. four men in the booth, just three men in the booth. It was Jameis Winston. Versus Deshaun Watson, yeah, very and for close. some reason, very I, close and sounding. I I transposed the names. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. You well. had you had your Uma Oprah. I had Oprah, no Oprah idea. Oprah. I was doing it. Nobody in the truck got in my ear to tell me because I guess it was the first time they worked with the, together. And I must come across as such an egomaniac that I can't be told I'm doing something wrong. Um, at any rate, it's Watson and Huntley. Ah, oh, excellent. But it's entirely possible, right? There's Brett Hundley 
on the roster oh, no. for the Ravens. So there's a Huntley and a Hundley. Hundley in the and middle a Huntley. Of, in the middle of that is a Brown. Yes. So uh, it may, hopefully it doesn't get to Hundley. That's correct. It just sticks with Huntley. That's it. Maybe a little bit of Brown. It's what I'm saying. Okay. And there's a Cleveland Brown and an Anthony Brown. Right, and Brown is on the Ravens, not the Browns. Correct. So, just what be can Brown there. do for you? And you're telling me, do I have time to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm going to be looking in the mirror and saying this stuff to myself, while also staying in the warm embrace of my hotel. Yes, because it's cold. It's cold. It's cold outside, and so don't I don't plan to do what play-by-play folks sometimes do. I did in 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 Munich, but I also wanted to walk on the field to see how the pitch was there in Munich. So much was talked about how it was slick for football, but too slick for football. And we saw Tom Brady even yeah. slipped in a trick play. Got picked. Okay. Then, he got, then he got flagged for tripping. For, uh, uh, you know, Lombardi Lenny's first career interception. <laughs> Wild. Okay. So I don't plan to go down on the field. I plan to stay in the booth for two reasons. One, I need to see the Elf in its full, complete splendor. No pregame walk of the field? I don't plan on it. Although Michigan men normally do that. I might yeah. do it. I might do it. Depends on how cold it is. I don't need to be out there at 25 degrees. I just don't. <laughs> and, you know, that's part of December weather, though. Football weather. Football cold weather. weather. Yep. Now, you ask Michael Irvin what football weather is. <laughs> He will not describe what the conditions in Cleveland will be or expect to be. He certainly will not describe what the conditions in western New York will be for Saturday night. Irv and I agree on this. Irv thinks football weather is Florida weather. Football weather is 72. (laughs) It is sunny. The turf is, you can eat off it. No wind. No mud. (laughs) No wintry mix. Nothing. Nothing but blue sky and beautiful weather. That's football weather to him. So when a team from, say, Miami, Florida, South Florida, is going to have to play in this weather in a big-time football game in front of the whole country, well, we're all thinking this team is not going to perform well. Okay? Miami Dolphins are a mammal out of water. Again, dolphin is not a fish. Let's get it all straight. So this is the whole conversation going on right now. Oh, yeah. Just add this to the mix of the dolphins are stumbling. The dolphins have been figured out offensively. Tua is not as great as he's appeared to be. Add... To all those negative narratives, the general narrative that's been around forever, forget about whether the Dolphins are on a losing streak or how two has looked the last two weeks or that Mike McDaniel's doing this for the first time, this being the coach of a playoff possible team, possible division winner in December. He's never done this before. Add to all of those negative narratives the fact that Miami can't perform well in the cold weather. How's McDaniel going to handle it? Well, We saw in practice on Wednesday wearing a T-shirt, I wish it were colder. Now, (laughs) this T-shirt apparently is from training camp where he wore it in training camp when it was legit like 90 degrees out. Right. Having fun, I wish it were colder. 
he's bringing it back. He's recycling the T-shirt for now a different, like, hey, I wish it were colder. That's the mantra you need to have going in to Buffalo, New York on a Saturday night when the weather is supposed to be what, Christopher? Supposed to be 25 degrees, six inches of snow, 15 mile an hour winds. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen damn near won a divisional playoff game in Kansas City in that weather last year, minus the wintry mix. But here we go. Mike McDaniel, what do you have to say about the cold weather and how you're preparing? Go for it. To me, uh, you you just decide if you're going to let it factor in or not, um, and then you adjust as best you can. You know, there's there's certain things um, that become harder when there's uh, moisture or it hits a certain level of frigidness, but... You know, um, the good news is uh, there's not different atmospheres on on both sidelines. So um, we will be playing um, the game in the same elements. And as a competitor, um, you know, uh, man for man for our football team, that that's the objective. Is that you're, uh, you know, are you gonna let the elements matter more to you than them? Uh, it is the same field, the same elements. So. Um, you just you just decide mentally um, how much you're going to let it affect you. There you go. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. If you're not thinking about it, you don't feel the fact that you can't feel your toes or your fingers or just like a Tony Gonzalez, who's you know like Mr. Southern California oh when he's gosh. in the cold weather on Amazon Prime. He, I mean, his he's got lockjaw. He looks miserable. Yes. <laughs> and then you hear. Is it true the Dolphins brought heaters into SoFi Stadium last week because it's not a dome stadium, it's just a canopy on top of an open roof stadium? Or is that is that just nasty rumor? Is it rumor or no, fact? No, no, that's fact. They had it was fifty five degrees on Sunday yeah. night here in LA, you know, not exactly a dome stadium at SoFi, but yeah, they had heaters on the sideline. Oh heated yeah. benches. SoFi is sneaky cold, man, because yeah. I know this sounds bad. Marine layer here in Southern California, and then the wind blows yeah. off of the ocean. It can get into the low 50s, which for here is nuts. Yeah, People around Los really Angeles walk around like, do you know it was almost 40 degrees tonight? <laughs> we can't handle it. What if you're from South Florida? What if you're, say, a quarterback born in Hawaii? Who made his bones collegiately in the Southeast Conference where it's always sunny, right? Yep. What if that guy is already underneath the microscope because he hasn't played well for two straight weeks? What about that guy? Well, the good news for anybody who doubts Tua Tungo-Vailoa is Salty Tua showed up on this subject. Oh. And that's the latest installment of Salty Tua. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. It's Salty Tua. Can you tell us back in the spring you actually went to a cold weather location? Yeah. What, can you tell us a story about that? Yeah, I went to Maryland um, to, to go visit my brother um, after the season. And uh, it was pretty cold up there. Uh, it was probably like in the 20s. Um, and there was snow on the ground, too. So got to uh, test that out. Um, got to throw up there with a couple of his guys. So... Yeah, that was that was good. Have you seen snow before? Yeah, it snowed uh, in Alabama my first year. Yeah, so it snows in Alabama, guys. 
<laughs> I know. I mean, people don't know that. You know, there's some people that just think, oh, you know, it just gets cold in Alabama. It, it does snow. It's Salty Tua. Not salty enough, as always. You as always, too nice. So much more salt. Hey, Tua, while you're giving the weather, you should give out the traffic, too. There's a 10-car pileup on IDGAF Parkway. <laughs> I would avoid GFY Avenue if I were you on my way to Western New York. Come on, Tua. <laughs> Plant your foot. Tell everybody how cold it is in Alabama and how you used to hang out with your brother in 20-degree weather in Maryland and you've test-driven this experience. This is it. Two or tongue by low, a two-game losing streak. I'm going up into Buffalo, New York, and I am going to sling it around. And Tyreek Hill, by the way, he used to play in Kansas City all the time and stuff like this. This is no problem for him. Jalen Waddles from Alabama, where, yeah, it snows Traffic and weather together. On the ones to a tongo Viloa. Let's go. On NFL Network Saturday night. Bill's seven-point favorites. That said, I am not leaving my hotel, and I'm not going on the field in Cleveland for two seconds if it's 20-something <laughs> degrees. Are you out of your mind? I got my jacket. I got my hat. And I don't care. They catch me on the air with my hat. I'm a bald man. You take that nonsense that I can't handle the cold. You know what? So what? Oh, baby. December football. Let's roll the break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls. Bamani Jones is joining us as well. Don't you dare move. Right here on the Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Bamani Jones scheduled to call in any moment. Just was saying, um, Super the guys here on uh, the Roku channel now, bring uh, we Susan and I watched the first episode of the White Lotus second season. We're like, I, I, honestly, on it, like wow. awful people being awful Oof. to each other, uninterested in rooting for any, uh, like except I guess what that, the assistant and uh, the sweet grandson of F. Murray Abraham. Those are the only people <laughs> who I thought to myself, like, okay. they're, they're likable. And, by the and way, I like them and I'm interested in, like, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens to likable people. But everybody else. And the same thing, you're, you're going to feel the same thing after you get through the second episode that you felt watching. And you're before. saying keep going from episode three I, to four? I, I'm saying. You really counsel this. I, I it's season two is better than season one. But what well, if we didn't like season one, se- though? Season one, I'll be honest with you there, <laughs> too. One cleaned up at the Emmys. Yeah, I know that, it did. That's and fine. I, that I was completely mystified by that, too. I don't, what? I don't, I don't understand how that Murray one. Murray Bartlett was terrific. Who played, you know, he played the general manager of the White Lotus. Yeah, who's in Chip. And Welcome you know I love Connie Britton and, and the actors and actresses in that were terrific. But I didn't like anybody. Like I hardly liked anybody, and it why was do, a why tough watch. Why do you have watch. to like someone to enjoy the show? I don't know because it helps you to get engaged with the show if you have some type of the best shows. Or the best TV shows, in my character. mind, are the ones where you like characters and then they and then they leave you conflicted in why you like them, or they make you feel. I something. like that. That's the sort of television I like. Breaking like, Bad, Sopranos. Like for me, you, you guys. Did you, you know, guys watch This Is Us? Of course. Okay. I had to stop watching This Is Us, and not because I didn't like it. Well, it's because it made me feel. I felt sad after every, and it was almost too real. Like there were the storylines with the dad, and like it was just you want escapism. I get it, and it was too real. Like I would literally sit there and have to like decompress for an hour. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. I mean, you should call Del Tufo. He'll give you one of the uh, one of his many um, stories. No, he's one of his many dolls from from uh, Frozen because you can get warm (laughs) hugs. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. You, wow. You got all of them, right? Wow. No, just Olaf. Just okay. Get the warm hugs. Shocked, but all right. Uh, joining us here, I, I guess I need to be fair and balanced. If I just, you know, Maybe. said I'm disappointed in an HBO show, uh, HBO's Game Theory with, with Bomani Jones will return for season two. Uh, on Friday, January 20th, uh, on HBO and available to stream on HBO Max. He is the host of The Right Time with Bomani Jones podcast. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Bomani Jones. How you doing, sir? Not only am I doing well, I am agreeing with you on you got to like something about the character very right. often. If it's going to be like a lead character, you got to have something about him that you actually like. Yeah, that's the TV I like. I, I, I want to root for somebody, and then if you make me feel bad about rooting for him, I, I'm I'm into that. I'm into that thought process as I'm watching a show about you know what is it what is it about me that wants to root for somebody who's not uh not 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 up on the up and up kind of you know yeah like have, you, have you watched Hacks uh, yes the show with Gene yes. Smart yes I can't root for what I can't even remember that woman's name the young one you know what I'm saying yes like 
Right. I, I, I find, like, normally when you try to cast somebody in that obnoxious role, they have to be, like, obnoxious. You want to like them, but they yes. make it hard. Yes. I've been that person for much of my life for other people. <laughs> and I can't get to the want me to like her part. That hasn't happened. So what TV show are you watching now, Bomani? What do you do? Uh, what, what do you watch? It's a good question. I don't watch a whole lot of TV shows. Huh. I just ran through Hacks. That was when, oh, Southside just came back on HBO Max. I highly recommend that. Okay. It's basically a live action substance with black people on the South Side of Chicago. Okay. Yes. Very good. Well, I'll make a note of that because I might jump off of the White Lotus real fast. I don't know. But, Brock, when you're telling me you got to stick in it, you got to stick, stick with in it. Stick okay. with it, Very guys. Good. Stick with it. Um, so, uh, what is the, uh, the storyline of the NFL season, do you think, going into week 15? What fascinates you, Bomani? I think that there's a bit of a quarterback changing of the guard, or is it that there just aren't that many good quarterbacks? That, to me, has been the story. Like, when you think about and I get the Miami fans who worry or fret about people not jumping all the way on board with Tua, even though he had put up, like, MVP-level performance up until the last couple of weeks. And I think the reason that they should feel that way is, who else are we jumping on board with, Right. Like, we are in a year where we are actually marveling at the futures of maybe the Lions and the Jets, except they don't have quarterbacks. Hmm. Nobody seems to have a quarterback this year. Well, I guess one guy, in terms of the changing of the guard, I thought that you were, here's where you were going, is that Jalen Hurts is the MVP of yeah. this league. You know, that, that's a changing of the guard. You know? Shocking. The thing with me with Hurts was, and I've been saying this since he got into the league, I had already seen him play for two professional teams, the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Oklahoma Sooners. And I had watched him at once be really good and also be the ceiling of where they could go. He's been so good as a passer relative to what my expectations were were possible for him, largely just because he's 6'1". And the 6'1 quarterback doesn't typically go very far. He's going to win the MVP this year. I mean, I think if the Eagles, unless they fall apart at the end of the year, if they end up with a record like 15-2 and two or 14-3, and three, you got to give it to him, and nobody walked in the year thinking that could happen. You know, I, I think you just hit the nail so on the head, Bomani, and and I've been trying to hammer down on this this nail for for quite some time as to why so many folks who follow professional sports in the NFL and certainly fans in Philadelphia overlooked him or didn't believe that Jalen Hurts could be the guy that he is right now is because, and I was kind of you know, hitting around the nail by saying what happened in Alabama put put such a negative uh, connotation on his abilities. But the fact is, as you just you just hit it right on the head, is that he represented in many people's minds a ceiling that he hit, and Tua was the one who could take Alabama into a higher ceiling. And Kyler Murray took Oklahoma to a very high ceiling, and his ceiling was a little bit less than once he was there, right? And and so you 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 get this sense here that he's now ripped the ceiling off of the entire NFL, and that's why people are stunned, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes you yeah sometimes you got to let go of your priors. God knows I had to with Josh Allen, for example, right? Um, everything that I had bad to say about Josh Allen the first two years or whatever his career were absolutely accurate, right? Like, you go back and watch it, and he looked like he had all the tools and absolutely no idea how to use them. But I can't still keep evaluating him based on that, right? Like, I think people probably went a little bit too far, and now you get, I think it's easier for them to see the warts on him. But I can't act like what I thought about him in 2019 still applies right now. And I think that's where we are with Hurts. The other thing with Hurts that's worth noting is, much like at Alabama and Oklahoma, man, they're loaded. 
Like, he's surrounded by talent. And you add his leadership capabilities. Like, he doesn't get the coach's son stuff enough for people. He's literally a coach's son, and he gives you all of those things. And so you give him a dude like A.J. Brown. Like, some dudes can always get open, but some guys are just always open just walking in the stadium. A.J. Brown is always open. Like, Anquan Bolton was always open. It didn't matter if five people were there. They got a real chance. And as of right now, I don't think that hurts is the ceiling. Now, what's it going to look like in the playoffs? It's fair to raise a question about that because that's a different brand of football than you get. So it may be different there. Like we've seen Lamar Jackson not be as good in the playoffs as an example of that. It doesn't mean he's not good, but it's a different kind of game once you get there. We're going to have to see that with Hurts. Pomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. The uh, I guess the Brock Purdy mania uh, could reach a new height if he takes care of the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Um, do you think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? No, I am not in a position as hard as I am on Jimmy Garoppolo to just be like, yeah, we'll pull a dude in off the street. He'll be better than you. Because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the ceiling that would stop them from being able to win a Super Bowl. Now, Purdy could wind up changing my mind as we go through this. I mean, that part is entirely possible. What I think is really interesting about this is if Brock Purdy can operate this offense at the level that, you know, is enough for them to win – it really does, again, make us go back and say, why did you trade so much for Trey Lance? And I think that Trey Lance has a chance to be really, really good. But in terms of allocation of resources, Kyle Shanahan does quarterback things that just don't make any sense to me. As much as we think of him as the genius, and it's a fair argument to make in a lot of ways, the things he does that make no sense to me are outright head scratches, and they all have to do with quarterbacks. You know, it's just, to me, uh, there's just too many you-never-know moments in the NFL, and he could be the next one. And I know whenever people point that out, it's just a, uh, an overreaction. And and I don't know. It just seems that there are so many talented people around him that he why can't he be a new version of, a younger version of Nick Foles or a new version of Brady or Kurt Warner? And that we see him holding his hand, you know, uh, his head in his hands with the confetti coming down in Arizona. It's just, it's just a lot to ask of a young guy, though. Right. Like, as I watch more and more football, the thing I realize more and more about quarterbacks is we thought about quarterbacks more like kickers. It would make a lot of sense. You know how kickers can just lose it out of nowhere? And it's not like their legs fall off or anything like that. There's just a mental component and a certain confidence that goes away. So I look at a dude like Carson Wentz, you're not going to tell me that Carson Wentz just got terrible. I didn't think Carson Wentz's head isn't in the right place to still get it done. Like, when you look at Mitchell Trubisky, and I know, look, he ain't never been great necessarily, but you go look at him in his second year versus this year, there's no logical argument for why it is that he would have gotten worse in that time period. The argument is probably more about where he is in his head and all of those things. And so a young guy who's never been anywhere on this level, that was what was amazing about the young Tom Brady. It wasn't that he was that good. I think he threw for 145 yards in that first Super Bowl they won. But he didn't scare when it came down to win it. And so if Purdy doesn't scare, maybe you can get it done. But, man, that's just a lot to ask of anybody that young in that situation. Script the Dallas Cowboys season ender for me, Bomani Jones. What do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> it is either going to end in outright embarrassing misery, or we are going to see, and I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to infuriate a lot of people, maybe the best fan base in professional football finally get a reward for the last 27 years 
that they have been going. It's really just going to come down to Prescott. And whether or not in those moments, there's going to be at some point at which they're going to need their quarterback to win it for them. Like the thing about Shanahan and his system that's interesting is you really need the quarterback to win it for you. You just need them to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Is Prescott going to be able to be the guy that does it himself in the moment where they need it? If he is, they could win the Super Bowl. If he's not, it's about to be jokes. Well, how about this as a little bit of pushback on that sense, Bomani, is that he does have the teammates who can avoid the Cowboys being put in the position where Dak's got to win it for him. And those two guys are named Micah Parsons, where he just dominates a game. He dominates a game like Aaron Donald. He dominates a game like name a Watt, name a Bosa. He dominates a game and blows it up and wrecks it. Um, and carries the day or Tony Pollard Pollard rips off some easy ones Pollard rips off some long ones and suddenly Dak all he's got to do is flip it out five yards and Pollard takes it the final 70 you know like those are the those are the two guys I think that can change those fortunes I think yeah I think that's fair and the Michael Parsons thing I'm it's interesting. The only player that I can think of really comparable to him in my mind is Peter Boulware, who nobody's thought of in a while, mm. but a dude that could be a dominant edge rusher and a dominant off-the-ball linebacker. And Michael Parsons is so much better than Peter Boulware, who is in the ring of honor for the uh, Ravens. It was on that 2000 defense. Like, people are bringing up Lawrence Taylor with Michael Parsons, which, <laughs> calm down, but <laughs> I can't get mad at you for even trying it. And that's a testament to just how good he is. As long as they don't overcoach him. Like Ryan Clark makes the point that he's always, when he talks to Michael Parsons, he's always talking about fitting this gap and everything else. Nah, man, some dudes, the see ball, get ball. That right there is see ball, get ball. And it is exciting to watch. Bomani Jones, HBO's Game Theory, returning in January. Um, the uh, right time with uh, Bomani Jones um, uh, is the name of his podcast here on the Rich Eisen Show. So the MVP, who's your MVP of the NBA season so far? What do you got from you? That's a good question. It's really funny that if his team weren't so bad, we would probably be talking about Anthony Davis after we were ready to trade him um, at the beginning of the season. I am... I'm still super big Jokic guy. I will continue to be super big Jokic guy, and I recognize they don't give the MVP to anybody three years in a row, <laughs> let alone a guy whose team hasn't demonstrated themselves to be the best in the league. But in terms of the ways that we typically give MVPs, if you go through and look at all them advanced numbers again, it's Jokic again. The, the stat that typically predicts best who's going to win is win shares per 48 minutes. Jokic is one of the last two years. He's ahead in it now, at least the last time I saw that's the dude that I lean toward. Now, can they get something done a little bit more in the playoffs, not in the bubble? I guess we're going to have to see. Yeah, he had 43 last night, almost a triple-double. But what about Tatum? What about Jason Tatum and these Celtics right now, the way that they are playing? Um, do you think they are Eastern Conference champs again? What do you think? Yeah, I think assuming health holds up for both teams, we're facing up for what we should have got last year if Middleton doesn't get hurt, which is the Bucks and the Celtics playing for the East, and I can't wait for that. And it also, given what's happened with Missoula taking over that team mm. and what's happened with the Nets who didn't hire Ime Udoka and Jack Vaughn took over and it went okay, man, it's been quite a, like, six months or so or however long it's been for Ime Udoka, hasn't it? I guess it's only been three. It just feels like forever. Mm. The Celtics don't miss them. The Nets didn't need them. Nia Long chucked them the deuce. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't see that last part coming. You kind of caught me, uh, you know, uh, wobbly need right there. But um, yeah, I, I, I would think so that the Bucks and the the Celtics are those two. But I, I still can't shake the Nets. I don't know, man. I still can't shake yeah. them. I still can't do I that. I still think that their roster is too flawed for them to actually compete for a championship. Uh, and I have not watched it. This is the thing with the Nets. We only pay attention to them in times of chaos. And so they've been out here winning right. games. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how they do that. And they lose it. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what the reasons were. I can point to advanced numbers and everything else. Uh, the East is fun this year, though. Like, I think the league itself overall is fun. When you look at it, there aren't any like, – only like a small handful of really bad teams. We got some surprises at the top. So you the Pelicans who are making it happen big in the East. But, man, my buddy Charlie Kravitz, uh, who produces Debatable for ESPN, made this point to me. Evan Mobley is, like, racking up on defense in a way that once people start paying attention to the Cavs and they realize that's something they should probably do, they are going to marvel at what he brings. And they got two other guys who are all-stars, one of them Donovan Mitchell, and the guy that in the end is probably going to wind up being the best is Evan Mobley. So when do you think the Cavs start, you know, pressing their case to join this fray? I know they they kind of already are, I get it, but... What do you think? Like around uh, March, April, we're going to see him win a playoff series? What do you think? What do you got for me? Yeah, it's going to, they're going to have to win a series and then win a game one in the second round before America's like, hey, how about those Cavs? Right. Like, why don't you throw that word Cleveland in front of it, man? It's really <laughs> difficult for people to believe in it. If LeBron James is not wearing one of their costumes, that's yeah, kind that's, of how this day works. That's where I'm but going. I think, that when people, I think when people get a chance to see that team, and I think there are a few teams like that, that it's just a matter of, People haven't really laid eyeballs on them because the NFL dominates so much of the attention at this time of year right. that they don't really think about it. But once we start getting like later in the NFL playoffs and there's more time for people to kind of go around and look at different things and people's teams are out of it so they start paying attention to the local basketball team, I think they're going to see there's so much going on in the NBA right now that I'd be terrified if I were the commissioner because I just don't know – how it is that this isn't selling a little better right now. Although I don't know of too many other times what, uh, you know, the, the page in New Orleans has been turned from the Saints to the Pelicans this, this early, but it has. Oh, well, you know, I mean, yeah, that is true. You know, we have, it, we have to remember, they didn't have a basketball team at the time, but there was that whole era of the Aints. I don't know if you realize mm-hmm. this, but I hate the Saints with the fire of a thousand. I know that. I used to root for the Falcons, but I keep hating the Saints. Um, and, yes, yeah, i, I I'm happy for those of them that root for the Pelicans because I think that that is a very good story. But I hope that every Sunday the Pelicans don't play and the Saints go back and they watch Andy Dalton play against whoever it is that they are going to lose to. I just want it to hurt. (laughs) Lamonti, I was saying this, was it just yesterday, guys? Talking about the Falcon-Saints is the most hate-fueled rivalry in sports that nobody talks about. Yeah, You know why? Because it's the only rivalry that was fueled when both teams were sorry. Like, it wasn't a, the whoever wins this game, like Yankees-Red Sox, right? right? Whoever wins this game is going to be the one to win the East. No, right. if, if we don't beat these guys, we don't deserve to be in the league. <laughs> and, like, a little dollop of the migration after Katrina where a lot of New Orleans wound up going to Atlanta. Mm. And so it's, like, the most hateful rivalry. It's, like, quietly the blackest rivalry in the NFL. <laughs> There's so much that goes on with it. And I love nothing more than to put on Twitter that picture of that paper bag to remind the Saints where they came from. 
problem is they won that damn Super Bowl. They can't nobody take it away from them. Well, I, I, like, I don't know how many years it's going to take before their Super Bowl is, Bowl is like the Jet Super Bowl, but I wish it would hurry up. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I feel about the Eagles Super Bowl. I know. <laughs> I just love you giving voice to this. You know, Bomani, obviously, with, with uh, Desmond Ritter taking the reins and the Falcons and Saints renewing their rivalry again this coming weekend. You know, um, I remember at that Super Bowl in Atlanta, Rams versus Patriots, that, uh, you know, I'm out in a restaurant and somebody was, uh, you know, one of the waiters comes up and he's just like, man, that was a terrible, terrible pass interference moment. Like, you know, it was an, one of the worst calls I've ever seen, you know, where the Rams made it over the over the Saints. And then he leans in and he goes, but I'm so glad that no New Orleans Saints fans are coming to this town this weekend. You know, like it's, Except they did. They did. I was there for that Super Bowl, and I have pictures of them. They actually showed up. They bought those tickets too early, and they were like, damn it, I'm still going to come. I'm glad they got what I got, the most boring Super Bowl ever, where I'm sitting next to Pablo, and at some point he looks at me and was like, wow, a commercial would be great right now. That's right. 10 to 3, 13 to 3. That's right. Gronk with a huge red zone grab, and Sony Michelle, the only touchdown of the game. That was it. That I did not see because I was sitting behind two Patriots fans who were so nervous they stood up every time the Patriots had the yeah. ball and did not sit down. Oh, boy, down in front. Down in front. Bomani, appreciate the time as always. Uh, let's let's have you back on closer to the premiere in January. January 20th on HBO and an available to stream on HBO Max Season 2 of Game Theory with Bomani Jones. Everybody check out The Right Time with Bomani Jones podcast. Always appreciate your two cents. You oh. got it, man. Go whoever's playing the Saints, no matter when, where, or why. There you go. There's Bomani Jones right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I that, love that he gives voice. What did true. I tell you the other day? Oh, it's true. The hate is so real. When I was in New Orleans in 2018, they had a billboard up celebrating the fact that the Falcons blew a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. They, they were celebrating other. the Falcons' failure in New Orleans with a billboard. It was I, incredible. We, we talked about we all to these Atlanta. Gr- Say it again. We, t- we heard it when we went to Atlanta for oh, the sure. Super Bowl. I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh, it is. Until we were there. It's and I was like, oh, wow. These two don't like each other. For all. real. It's real hate. Yeah. For real. Like, I, I always say I don't like any team in the NFC East, you know, but like. They really don't like they, each truly other. Those fans hate it, and have and, and in the same way that I root, you know, my children grow up say uh, root for Michigan and anybody who plays Ohio State. It's you just heard it, and they play each other this weekend. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. Hour number two with Von Miller. Hour three, and I take a look at some sneaky good week fifteen games beneath your radar screen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh, boy. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. NetSuite by Oracle. This is a perfect way for you to know your numbers and run your business because these times are uncertain and you have to have the clarity you need. If you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, you need to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You get visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Automate your processes. Close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash richradio. Head to netsuite.com slash richradio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash richradio. Dennis in Long Beach, California. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Dennis? Good morning, Rich. Before I get to my topic, uh, Angelinos know that there's no place colder on earth than L.A. when it's 50. Yep. So... It's just the way we roll. Oh yeah, I've been wearing uh, I've been wearing a winter um, ski cap. Oh yeah, and Susie looks at me and she goes, "You know, aren't you wearing the outfit that you make fun of people wearing here in Los Angeles?" I'm like, "Yeah, I make fun of them when they show up at the gym in it in 70 degree weather. Like these are necessities, not accessories." You know, yeah. It's like, but now it's, like it's necessity, warmers, right? Yeah. It's, it's, who needs the seat warmer in LA? Well, how we do when we get in our car and it's fifty-two degrees outside? Yeah, you got to get the seat warmer going if you have one. So yeah. Hey, all this talk about quarterbacks and there's a name that's been admitted almost all year, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And is he so good? Is he getting to the point like LeBron at his prime, at Michael Jordan? Yeah. Where you just talk about everybody else hoping that somebody can become as good as him? I mean, is it just taken for granted the talent what he does week in week out? Well, He's just not in any of these conversations anymore. Well, uh, we we named him as the Rich Eisen Show MVP, right? We put our votes together Thanksgiving week. Was that when we did it? Yeah. Okay, and we we, we did it, you know, ranked choice, um, just like they're going to do it for the first time this year. And Mahomes was our MVP at the moment. But since then, uh, Mahomes lost a game and, you know, let Denver back in a game with three interceptions. And Jalen Hurts has taken off. Uh, so I think in the last four weeks of this season, um, if Mahomes finishes, you know, perfectly and Hurts stumbles, you might get Mahomes in the mix as an MVP because Tyreek was gone and look at what he's done this year. And if the Chiefs wind up the one seed, I mean, it's still a line for Patrick Mahomes to get the MVP award this year, but I pick up what you're putting down, Dennis. Yeah, and as an Eagles fan, Dallas sucks. Um, oh. 
I, I couldn't hope that happens more. That Hurts has a great season and finishes it off. But it just seems like you know you're talking about you talk about all these quarterbacks. And it's like all right, Mahomes stumbled, but even before I know you guys did it Thanksgiving, it just seems like he's becoming like LeBron and Jordan. No, I agree. Or like you know Phil Jackson or Belichick for Coach of the Year's awards. Thanks for the call, Dennis. You know, like we we, we just know we know you're great. We don't need to reward you as such with an award that you already have. And don't thank Dennis for saying bad stuff about the Cowboys. I right? think he's just speaking his mind. Jessica in Los Angeles, California. What's up, Jessica? Hi. I have to also thank Dennis because um, as somebody who uh, was raised in Phoenix, mm-hmm. I also cannot withstand any cold, so yeah. that's fine. That's okay. um, but, you know, again, there's so much quarterback talk um, and with – there's been a lot of backups and a lot of um, <laughs> comebacks, if you will, like Gino, that are doing well this season that we're not expected to do well. I mean, Purdy shocked everybody. And then you've got new college football playoffs, the, the transfer portal, yes. and giant quarterbacks absolutely failing, what it seems like. I mean, how do you think scouting is going to change? I mean, I feel like there's going to be so much more talent people are going to be looking at outside of just the first no doubt and 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 the interesting thing jessica that i'm glad that you brought the collegiate level into this mix as well is i'm i'm wondering if we might actually see at some point um some player have so much money already in the bank that he may not like where he's drafted and he sits out like i'm i'm taking a pay cut just to play for you I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to get there, but in terms of just scouting quarterbacks and looking at them, I still think that when, you know, the, the folks that are going to change things and the mindset are the Hertzes of the world, not the Brock Purdy's or the Geno Smith's of the world. And thanks for the call. I mean, you know, the, the Seahawks have an interesting choice that we can talk about down the road, and we'll see how Geno finishes up. They may have the second overall pick in the draft by the end of the day. And they'll have to make a choice like, do you pay Gino or do you just say, we'll just go with a young kid and reset? You know, or you see Brock Purdy. Well, all we need is just the last pick in the draft. We don't need the second overall pick in the draft to win games. Just build it around a, a certain system defensively running it. You know, with a coach who believes in a system. That sounds like Pete Carroll, too. Hour number three, Von Miller of the Buffalo Bills and sneaky good games that I have under the radar for week 15 coming up. And there's going to be a lot of teams that need a quarterback. That number two pick is going to be worth a lot of extra. It's possible, picks. yeah. So you stick with Geno, and you can move down and let somebody move up because you. And again, it's it's all in who you believe if that's the person. But it's an interesting yeah. thought from Jessica there that hey, you know, there are some guys who are supposedly supremely talented that at the end of the day aren't winning at all, and there are some guys who are making a ton of money like Kyler Murray who. Gave four wins before his knee gave way. So why are you spending all that money on somebody that isn't going to win it all for you? Well, because you don't know if you've got the team surrounding it. It's just a whole big puzzle piece. Do you want to spend, however, 20% of your money allocated to put the puzzle together on one person? I mean, it's always a fascinating choice. And the crazy thing is, is here we are with so many people who are so talented and they get bigger and stronger and faster every year. Caleb Williams is a perfect example, right? But still, when it comes to the National Football League, the top of the top, the cream of the crop of professional football, 
you still can't find, what, more than half the league having a quarterback that you so-called, if you will, believe in? (laughs) It's such a difficult position to not only scout, but also play. Neck up, waist down, the whole business. Arm strength, it's crazy. Well, that's, you know, once the playing season ends, we get to combine season to talk more about it.